You already know the fun of King's Island. Blue ice cream for lunch, catching your breath between screams on the beast. But this summer at King's Island, this is 50. Don't miss their 50th anniversary celebration all summer long with new shows, new food, and new fun. It's King's Island's biggest summer yet. And now through August 14th, King's Island is turning up the excitement with a daily 50 years of fun street party. It features dancers, music, and more, commemorating the last 50 years. Make plans today at visitkingsisland.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our toll-free number is one 877 and that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, xzoneradio.com and xzoneipod.com. My guest this hour is Lisa Lindley, and we had Lisa on a couple of weeks ago discussing a rather strange happening in her home that is affecting her family. And it's a haunting that seems to be following her, but just not a regular haunting, a demonic haunting. Lisa is also the author of Never Alone, One Family's Hope for Finding Peace While Living with the Paranormal, which was released in July of 2007. Never Alone, The Journey Home, which was released in November 2007. Angels Are Our Friend, Friends, released in 2008. And her newly released book, Demons Exposed. This book unveils the truth surrounding demonic forces in the world of spiritual warfare, It is a mixture of frightening details surrounding their circumstances while interconnecting a spiritual viewpoint. And Lisa, welcome back to the Exxon. How are things in your home, and uh, is the demonic activity still uh, at its peak? Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me back. Um, Yeah, it's it's still pretty much the same uh, ongoing thing as it was the last time I talked to you. It just I haven't been sleeping very well lately, and things are wearing me down personally a little bit. Um, Last night I had a really bad dream. I woke up and I was being attacked in my sleep, and um, 
I was doing the thing where I pray, you know, trying mm-hmm. to pray in my sleep, or at least maybe I was dreaming that I was. And when I tried to do that, you know, subconsciously or however you do that, nothing was coming out of my mouth. It was like what I was trying to fight this off with, um, I was losing. And I woke up, and I woke my husband up and said I was having a bad dream, trying to wake up. And uh, it just, it wasn't a lot of fun. I think it just gets on you after a while and wears you down, and that's what it wants. But as far as, um, you know, us knowing that our visitors are in the house that shouldn't be here and that we're sharing the space, it's, you know, in full force as it always is. Now, how are the children now? Are, are, you know, are they are they all right? Are they, are they finding any peace? Uh, well, other than the normal sibling rivalry of fighting, um, I have to say that with a sense of humor because it lightens the mood a little bit. Um, my son's still having a hard time with, uh, you know, not being afraid to sleep in his room at night and, you know, running down the steps as usual. And um, it, it's just the same ongoing thing. We're trying to figure out a few things on, you know, maybe taking a different approach on how to deal with this. And, you know, the bad thing is with uh, the Halloween season coming up, it's just intensifying how much I'm not liking this time of year, you know, walking into the stores and seeing all the items being put out that, you know, kind of glorify the uh, scariness. You know, today I, I saw this and I just cringed. I, I used to like all that stuff, but now it's taken on a new meaning. So um, it, it's getting more difficult, you could say, as fall, you know, approaches. Yeah, I, I understand it's getting difficult, but unfortunately, or fortunately, the the people who enjoy the Halloween season, and it's, you know, it's it's no worse than... In my books, as as you know, somebody expecting the Tooth Fairy or the Sandman or the Easter Bunny, it's 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 really a you know when you look at witchcraft, it's uh, one of the oldest traditions, and that's basically what it is. It's a tradition. It's a religion. It's a way of life that many people for thousands of years have have coexisted with nature. And you know the the when you're looking at witches and witchcraft, it really is nothing negative. So right, yeah. you know. So, listen, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, I'd like you to do a recap for me because we have new listeners tonight who may not know what we're talking about. And I think that it's very important that we get the message across that there is good and there also is evil in this world. Lisa Lindley is our special guest. And uh, Lisa and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues right here live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Lisa Lindley is our special guest, and uh, Lisa, I was wondering if you could uh, take us back in time and uh, share with our listeners the story that uh, to you is an everyday fact of life. Sure. I will try to be brief with you because you know how detailed our story is. But um, back in 2003, we moved into our very first home where it had a little bit of a history with it that we didn't know exactly what that history was at the time. And our family was really into Halloween. We really liked the paranormal, um, enjoyed the season like everyone else did. And things took a a big turn for the different when my nine-year-old daughter told me that a little girl named Linda, who was nine, was coming out of her closet at night wanting to play dolls with her. And we thought we had innocent, ghostly-type activity in our first home and ended up moving two years later, not due to occurrences and things like that. We had bought a second house that was bigger and thought, you know, we'll fix this up too. We bought those renovating bargain basement price houses. <laughs> and uh, this one had no history with it. And just shortly after we moved in, my kids started having a repeat of what was happening at the first house. We had a lot of unexplained activity. And uh, about a year or so after we moved in, things became very, very apparent that we did not have ghostly activity. We had demonic forces in our home, and things became very violent and interactive. Um, my daughter was thrown into some furniture. Um, these entities were speaking, and she could hear what they were saying, very threatening. And on August 11th, the big attack started uh, last year, and on um, August Uh, I think it was the 13th, we ended up uh, leaving our house in a big hurry and stayed away for six days and finally returned, and we've been here ever since. But things became so bad in a very short period of time that we basically had to flee for our safety, came back, and we've been fighting back on a spiritual perspective ever since. And uh, I started writing just a couple years ago to kind of help people to tell our story and offer some, I guess, helpful advice from a mom, normal person here who's went through this with their family and hoping to help other people. And our story just kind of changed, and we just wanted to keep, you know, updating and telling more about Mm -hmm. it. So that's how the writing came about and my great need to do something positive with this experience and uh, help kids out there because it's just a terrifying thing to go through with your children, and they, they don't always understand what's going on or how to help themselves. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, our um, condensed version of our story. Now, uh, you you said to help in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. How how can you help in a positive manner if the haunting is still going on in your house and the situation hasn't changed? Well, our story, I think what's fascinating about it is that we found a way to cope. And to come back here after what we went through, mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing that we did find something that's working for our family. We haven't gotten total resolution, but if you can take, for the positive point of it, find something positive on what has happened to you and say that you're thankful for it and it's brought your family closer together, 
that's what I mean by the positive part. Okay. And I know that's a big question. You know, how can you help other people while you're trying to help yourself? But I just keep feeling this big pull that the truth, you know, if I tell the truth to other people that, you know, inquiring minds that want to know or um, the, the things that just people really should understand about this good versus evil, that it's very real, this can happen to anyone. I just feel like I'm doing something useful with it instead of feeling sorry for myself or, um, you know, not trying to make a difference with parents that are going through this with their families and their kids now when when did you know and and i'll just ask you to go back in time to the okay. the day that your daughter told you that a little girl came out of the closet uh, to play with her at night um was any research done on the house where this happened and was there in fact a little girl who once lived there we heard stories from different people that there was a little girl that had gotten killed on some railroad tracks that ran through the back end of our property, and mm -hmm. they believed that that was the age of the girl, that she was about that size. Um, and I don't have, you know, in concrete in writing about, you know, what her name was or anything like that. But there's no reason that my daughter would have been making this up. And she drew a picture of what the girl looked like. She described everything about her hair color, her clothing, period style, you know, clothing that she was wearing, names, very specific things. And, I mean, her imagination wasn't quite that good for nine, not having been exposed to this before. Now, if my, memory serves, if my memory serves me correct, and uh, you... You had experiences in the past with the paranormal prior to this, hadn't you? Um, not really so much with the paranormal. I mean, I was just very sensitive of different things in my mm -hmm. life, you know, right. that I would pick up on. But, you know, before we moved into that house, honestly, we did not have any kind of ghostly things, what we thought were ghostly things, going on in our home. I mean, it was completely normal. And what I mean by normal is... My kids were sleeping in their beds every night. No one was bringing this up as a topic of, you know, nightly conversation. We were planning for the next Halloween party we were going to have. I mean, things were really fun. There was no indication of fear. I mean, it was all fun, you know, like it should be, I guess. But um, really, before we moved into that house, things were going very well. I mean, we were happy. I think kids were not afraid. I mean, it was all going very well. Is your husband still skeptical? No, he is definitely not a skeptic, and for that, I am eternally grateful. He got a big wake-up call. What happened? Well, the night we left our house, um, well, actually it started two days before we left our house, and my daughter was being attacked by this evil force that was in our home. It was speaking to her the night we came home. It said, I know you can see me, you SOB. Why don't you just admit it? This entity became very, very interactive. And how can you deny when you see your child just totally frightened, begging to leave the house, packing their bags, Mom, we need to go, we need to go to Grandma's, we need to get away from here, and, you know, we're saying, no, we're staying, we're going to work this out. And she went through, you know, two days of a horrific experience of um, this thing yelling at her, telling her to cut herself. I mean, my child is no actress. At least if she was being judged as an actress, she would have won an Academy Award during those 48 hours. But, you know, the night we came back and we came in and my daughter said she saw these seven men in red, these demons on our stairwell, saying that they had been expecting us. We needed to leave. Our family was going to pay the price and die. I mean, I, I looked at my husband, and part of me did not want to believe this was even happening, but I knew that something w was there. I mean, I just knew it. And I said, I'm not staying here. I said, we need to pack it up. We need to go. Mm -hmm. I, I just knew that she wasn't making this up. After, you know, talking to other people that recommended we needed to leave, they knew our case really well, just some trusted people that I knew. 
and things were getting too serious. And, I mean, I had a person tell me that, you know, they would have never believed this until they talked to my daughter and heard the fear in her voice. They said when they could hear, you know, how she was acting, it was totally not her at all. And, um, you know, it, it was just a really hard thing to go through. And my husband really realized at that point in time, look, this stuff is real. We need to get out of here. We need to go at least for one day. We thought we'd come back, you know, the very next day to stay away. And we did not. We stayed away for six days and then finally made that family decision we're going to come back and it was very very difficult it wasn't an easy thing to do especially for me because I wasn't the brave one in the family so you know he uh, he had the biggest uh, if you want to call it conversion experience with the spiritual and with the you know the demonic side really realizing hey this stuff is definitely real now has everyone in your family had the 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 experience I, I mean for example has your husband seen entities has he heard entities or is he just going on that something is scaring the hell out of his daughter and his wife? It's actually the entire family that things have happened to on different levels. Like my three-year-old daughter um, came to us one night. Actually, I wasn't at home, and I heard about this later. She said that there was a bad man, she called him a bad man, trying to play tea party with her in the upstairs like toy room where the kids have their games and things. Um, a little three-year-old usually would not make something up like this. We, we try not to have these conversations yeah. in front of the, the kids. You know, it's just if something happens, let's kind of go somewhere else in the house. Um, a part of it was Sean and I initially, but my son, I think he's seen things and experienced things that he, I mean, from early on that he can't even explain. He's just scared all of the time. Um, there's just it's a big combination of how it's affected everyone in the family. My husband, you know, when we have attacks presently that happen and we have to try to pray this out, I mean, my husband will get right up to where it is. My daughter will point out she can see it, and he'll start, you know, talking or praying and say, what do you want, who is it, you know, this kind of thing. And, I mean, he, he's right there. And then, I mean, I don't know how my daughter could even be interpreting what this thing is saying. And when it, when it comes out of her mouth, it's very broken language. Like, you know it's not from this world, but it's a very interactive type of conversation you know it sounds I know kind of stranger and they're trying to explain it to someone but if you know you were here and you could actually see when it's happening it would be very very convincing that you know this is really happening I mean these things know they know the truth about your family they know yourself better than you do they know your weaknesses they prey on those kind of things they go after the weakest link in your family that's why children are often targeted but you know my husband explained to me he said you know if a demon some terrible force of darkness wants to invade your family and cause a problem you know they're not going to always be yelling straight at you i mean they'll come in as an innocent little ghost as a child to try to win your your daughter over and oh that's kind of cool oh wow we have a ghost in our house Mm -hmm. and you know over time once they suck you into this like vicious cycle if you want to call it that it just in our case it exploded i don't know what's so symbolic about the date you know of what happened or you know anything about that but it was just time i guess our family learned that look this stuff is real and maybe that's the message we're supposed to be letting people know that look this stuff is real i mean our family has not chosen this lifestyle we did not want to live like this you know, we even had friends up to tonight that had been through a haunting in their home, and it used to be kind of a joke among friends, you know, you would talk about things. 
and they were talking about going to some haunted location. It was like some other house in a town to go on a tour, and they said, hey, do you think you guys would be interested? I'm like, how could they even ask us if we would even be interested in that? I mean, they're really good friends, but it's too close to home. Why would I want to do something like this? I'm like, no way. I mean, like five years ago, I might have been like, oh, that's really cool, but when you live like this, I mean, I can't even believe people would want to entertain themselves with this type of a situation, but you know, it's only because we've directly dealt with it, and we do every day. So I'm not mad at people like that. It's just, you know, it hits too close to home for us to think that's entertaining and fun. All right, Lisa, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Lisa Lindley is our special guest. She's the author of Never Alone, One Family's Hope for Finding Peace While Living with the Paranormal. It was released in July of 2007. Never Alone, The Journey Home, released November 2007. Angels Are Our Friends, released this year, and her new book, Demons Exposed, released August of this year. All her books are available at www.lulu.com, and her website is ourhaunting.freeservers.com. Lisa and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues right here live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on Talkstar. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Lisa Lindley is our special guest, and uh, their website, www.ourhaunting.freeservers.com. And Lisa's books are available at www.lulu.com. That's www.lulu.com. Dot com. Lisa, I had a number of people contact you. I had Lloyd Auerbach contact you. I had Richard Jackson and a few others. And I was wondering if they were of any help to you at all. I didn't get to talk in detail with any of them, actually, yet. Um, one of them is, we're trying to catch up. I think it is, I'm trying to think which one it is. Richard, I think we're mm-hmm. going to try to hook up tomorrow by phone and talk. It's just schedules between him and I have been hard, and then I tried to call one of the ladies back, and she's got children, and so um, we haven't really made contact, but it's in the works. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, has is there anything that the family does that 
triggers a a more hostile attack by the demons? You know, I think the only thing I can honestly say is that if, especially when my husband is talking um, kind of about some truth in the Bible, you know, biblically to another family member or what we're doing to get through this with praying or Mm -hmm. anything else that would be an attack to them, they go ballistic. And that is a good way to put it because it's happened twice now where my husband has actually been um, in another part of the house or even outside talking about something. My daughter and I will be up on the second floor in her room talking about something. Something, and then all of a sudden that feeling will come over, especially me, where it's a very sick feeling. You know that they're getting very near. And I have to, like, silence for a second, and I'm just like, be quiet for a minute. And then I look at her, she looks at me, and usually it's like, great, they're back. You know, I said, where's Dad? She's like, I don't know. Go down to where my husband's at and uh, look at him, and I'll say, you know, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, you know, they're at it again. And it just, you know, when you're talking about it, we don't even have to be in the same room of the house. It, it just happens. And then we have to go into that mode. But anytime you mention, you know, the truth about anything, you know, that that is the truth. They get very upset. I guess that's the only part of Hollywood that you could tie into our story with, you know, saying, um, you know, the word of God and this and that. They, they really do not like that. I mean, it's it's an honest part of uh, how they've, you know, uh, whatever I say, glamorize that in the movies. But uh, it's totally truthful. I mean, they get nasty. They get vicious. They curse at you. Um, bring back reinforcements, if you want to put it that way, uh, thinking that the, the more they bring back, the more it's going to scare us. And you know, it's just a vicious cycle. How has this entire um, haunting affected your religious beliefs and how you view religion? Well, I think that our personal relationship with God has become huge because in our family, uh, up until about a year ago, we mm-hmm. did not practice any sort of faith in our household. We kind of kept it to ourselves. I had a very strong faith just praying and and talking to God on a daily basis. And my husband, I didn't even know that he had one. So we were not, as a family, practicing anything. Our children didn't have a foundation, which we were guilty of that. I think they really needed it because when this happened, they did not know where to turn. Um, It's really brought us to an understanding because we get such a high dose of truth quickly We had to bond together as a family and find out what are we going to do to fight back against this to come back into the house physically. And my husband had a very miraculous experience while we stayed at my parents, which made him really realize that all this was real and that God was real and that we should trust in him. And, you know, when you have an experience where you know the truth, it's really easy to be confident. And, you know, when you're sitting next to the person that's having this and it wasn't meant for you, you know, we weren't all on the same page and we're, we're getting there. But it's really been a positive thing in that way that we do have that for our family now and and we do have something we can lean on when we really need it and and unfortunately we need that every single day um you know we need to lean on faith and prayer as a family it's a good example to set for your kids i think you know when you're looking to um a positive source in your faith these kids i mean not just for demonic situation but for anything that they go through in their life you know they need to know that there is something higher than themselves out there that can help them with whatever they're going through in their life so it's it's been a good, I guess, a good experience in that way. It's really uh, brought us closer together with that. Now, have you had any member of the clergy in since you and I talked together? No, we have not. And, you know, the more that happens to our family and the more that my husband and I talk about our situation and what happens to us on a daily basis, mm-hmm. 
the le- I know I'm talking publicly about it on the radio, and that's one thing, but we don't really talk to our neighbors about it. We don't pick people at church and really talk to them about it on a continuous basis because, you know, we really don't want people to think we need some sort of unnecessary attention. And it's just the more um, stranger the things get that happen to us, the less we find ourselves wanting to talk about it with outside sources. I, I mean, I think the, the people at our church understand, like, the pastor, and, and they, they have a feeling for it, yeah. but they haven't directly dealt with it. I mean, how many pastors, you know, get a call, honestly, from a family that lives right up the street that says, we have this going on in our house? I mean, I don't really think they get demonic training. I mean, how can you train somebody for this, even that's a member of the clergy? I, I mean, maybe Catholic priests, they have a different way they deal with it, but, you know, they have to even sort through who's telling the truth versus who isn't, you know? So, you know, we're, we're kind of, we feel like we're on our own with this. And between God and us, I think, yeah. you know, that's why we're keeping it kind of quiet. If that makes sense to you, I hope. It's just sure kind of does. our way of dealing with it right now. Has your pastor come over to your house? Um, after we came back, they came in once while we were gone, you know, with us to get a few things. And they popped by, like, maybe once or twice. But like I said, I mean, the more that things have happened to us and we've shared, it's almost kind of like they've taken a back seat. They kind of don't – I don't think they know what to do for us. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way. I mean, they can pray about it from a distance. But I don't really think they know what to do with it, like the training issue I'm talking about with that. So that's why I said my husband and I kind of feel like we're on our own with this right now. Um, because there are a lot of people that think they have the answers, and maybe they do to some degree, but we haven't met a whole lot of people that have been effective, I guess. Maybe some new people I will talk to will have better ideas. Especially but, since yeah. you live at 724, and you have been for how many years now? Five. Yeah, and it's, you, you know, it's, it's really hard to undo what's been done, and that's why, you know, your body, I think, for stress, you know, levels and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the not, the peace you don't get, you know, most, most people take that for granted, you know, going to sleep at night and their kids are in their rooms and all this. I mean, it's just a constant battle every night, and lately it's been really wearing me down, and it's, you know, I, I go through phases where I'll be fine for a while, and then other times I'm just, like, feeling kind of weak about it, you know, and it's just natural. I think the human body can only take so much with uh, dealing with that, so you do have to have something else mentally that you can lean on for support. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a not a really fun way to live, but we are here, and so we have to find a way to cope with it. It's just a natural way. I think your body just adjusts to it. You have to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to live where you're staying. <laughs> if if there was a message or, or a lesson that you have learned from all this experience, what would it be? Kind of a two-part answer, I guess. Um, number one, this is very real. The world of, I call the dark spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. this is real. I mean, I don't know how people can honestly say that they believe in one thing and maybe not in the other, that they believe in um, demons and they don't in angels or God mm-hmm. or the, vice versa. I think it's seriously all interconnected. It's a long kind of drawn-out thing. We did a study on it, and that's why I kind of understand this more now. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's it's just taken such a broader message for our family on the uh, spiritual side of things. I mean, it's it's just so real, but there is hope out there. I mean, and it's just faith is huge. I, I mean, everybody calls their faith something different, and I'm not, you know, going toward one particular religion because mm-hmm. I think that's just how you practice your faith. Sure. But 
I have to be honest and I have to be very real and say, look, God is real and he is helping our family get through this. Prayer is definitely being heard, maybe not being answered in the time frame that we want it to, but there's such a more powerful message about this whole thing. And maybe our family is the one that's supposed to be stepping up to the plate. I think that's why I keep feeling like I'm being called to really talk about this and be as real as I possibly can about it. It's kind of an odd thing to be going through it and then feeling that kind of calling at the same time. But uh, I'm trying to do the best that I can to explain this so people can understand what it's all about. All right, stand by, Lisa. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation still to come on tonight's show. L.A. Marzoli will be joining me in the next hour. We're going to be talking about politics, prophecy, and the paranormal. And in the final hour tonight, Joel Richardson will be joining me. And uh, this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. Lisa Lindley's our guest. Her website, ourhaunting.freeservers.com. And her books are available at www.lulu.com. The Exxon is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio from our... Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue with Lisa Lindley here on the Exxon. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Lisa, I understand that you're uh, planning to um, to to move to another house or get another house, and I, I'm just wondering what happens if these entities decide to follow you to house number three. Well, we're hopeful we will find someone that will want to buy our house. I, in the market today, it remains to be seen, and we have to face that very real possibility that we may be stuck here. And moving, I just want to get away from the renovations. This house needs so much work, and that's the main reason. The demonic part of it has nothing to do with wanting to move in spite of what some people may think because you can't run from this, which we've already seen. We didn't run the first time, but mm -hmm. it, it can't even be, honestly, in your frame of thinking that you can escape this by moving. It, it's already happened. So, you know, if it happens to go to the third house, at least maybe we would be in a place that we could be more comfortable and our kids would all be sleeping on the same floor with us, just a one-level house with maybe a basement. That's my hope to get some peace. You know, that's kind of where that first title of the book came out. You know, one family's hope for finding peace. We're trying to find that peace. But moving away from it, you can't. I mean, there's just no way you can run. It's It's been too real to us to know that that's not even an option. But if, if we do get blessed with that opportunity, that's great. But, you know, things are going very slow. So I, I don't know if we'll be lucky enough to have that happen. <laughs> and we have to make the best of the situation and just, you know, keep doing what we're doing mm -hmm. to cope. What words of uh, wisdom or comfort do you have for other people who may be listening tonight who are facing a similar situation in their homes and they don't know what to do? Well, they're definitely not alone. That's number one because sometimes even though I'm saying that, I feel like it myself. I mean, I'm just being human and being very honest, but the best thing I can tell you is to talk to people that you trust, have a support system, whether it is your pastor at your church or hopefully it's your spouse if you're married, a good girlfriend if your husband's not a believer. Um, pray a whole lot. Sometimes prayer gets answered in the strangest way. I mean, look at my husband. He now believes when he didn't. Um, the other thing is I would not second-guess yourself. If you're looking at buying a home that you feel very uneasy in when you walk in, just listen to yourself because maybe if I would have listened to how I was feeling, um, we wouldn't have went through this in the first place. If, if you think you saw something, you probably did. Um, and, and the other thing is, too, I wouldn't provoke it. If you think that's a really good idea to start you know, yelling at your walls and um, think that you're bigger than it is and you're not prepared to handle the consequences, um, I'm not saying to back down completely. I just wouldn't say to be getting a Ouija board out and sitting it on your dining room table and trying to communicate with us if you're not prepared for the end result. Um, we didn't do that in our house, and we got quite a taste of what this world is about. It's very vicious. And if you're not prepared for it, it's, it's not a good way to fight that off. But um, keep a faith of whatever you believe in. And, and look to that for support. But if you have a spouse or someone that you can talk to, I would say that is the biggest thing. That you know, make sure you have someone that believes you. Because if somebody believes you, that just makes you feel a lot better. I mean, that's as honest as I can get about that. Lisa, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Take care of yourself and be safe. Thank you. And I'm going to try to get in touch with those people tomorrow. That um, I have numbers and all that, so I'm going Super. to dedicate tomorrow to do that, and I'll follow up with you and let you know how that all goes. All right. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Take care in regards to the family. Bye-bye now. Ellie Marzulli is up next here on the Exxon as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.